And welcome back to another thrill-killing, exciting, action-packed episode of Saturday Night Gaming Presents Heavenscape. This is Valos Twilight. I welcome you back to the realm of Valos. I am your host, your GM. I am Tony Stevens. And I will introduce my players and their characters. Uh, well, actually, I'll let them do it because that's easier on me. So starting off to my right, we'll go ahead and let the first player introduce himself. Tell about your character and a little bit about what's going on with him currently. Um, my name is Quinn, and I will be returning to the lovely world of Valos as a character with the alias Talon. He is very secretive, um, has a lot to learn about this home that he knew and the things that have changed about it. All right, cool, cool deal. I'm Ronnie. I am portraying the detective once again. He is now slightly, well, he's 10 years older, but he ages nowhere near as fast as a regular person would because he's super powered and that's what happens. Strathmore is super powered yeah. and he ages faster than everybody, so I don't even know what to say. It's because he's married to a sword. <laughs> it's because he's married to a sword? Yes. <laughs> man, yeah. it's it's that stress, man. Stress will kill you. Stress will kill you. Stress will kill you. But yeah, right now he's reading a backstory. That's what cool. he's currently doing. All right. Um, my name is Jessica and I am playing Adine. Uh, she is, um, let me tell me what she is. You can tell a little bit about her. She is um, kind of a co-parent with uh, for um, a whole bunch of orphans who she's she and um, her partner. Well, I wasn't sure if that was going to be known yet. Uh, have been collecting orphans and kind of taking them in and um, taking care of them and sort of creating this family. Um, that lives under the mega city. Um, and she sort of has kind of taken over the role of being the mom for all of these. Aggressive kids. nurturer. Cool. It's love. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> well, I am uh, John and I'm playing. Uh, not John. Not John this time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm playing a character named for two, he is an android uh, that was created in some future existence and has since spread himself uh, throughout all of space and time to form a collective of four twos. And so every four two you meet is also four two. Uh, and uh, there you go. He's uh, working to dominate all the, existence. all existence. Nice. All right. Well, uh, like everybody said, this is Valos that you are returning to. However, this isn't the shenanigans of the Vikings. This isn't the old age. This is the modern era. This is actually 10 years after the events of Dark Star Rising. Uh, you would know that uh, the old system of, um, well, it wasn't really a monarchy. It was a tribunal. Uh, but that tribunal has since been... Uh, dismantled and the Dani that comprise the tribunal have actually been exiled from the land. Uh, so the corporations have taken over the city. 
They have been building it out since the wild no longer presented a threat. It has been reduced to nothing and provided more land for the city to grow out towards. And since the desert no longer had Draken in it providing a threat, the city is also moving out towards the desert. So this entire continent on Valos is becoming its own megalopolis. So that's what's going on currently. Now, one of the biggest corporations throughout Valos for a very long time was Steintech. However, Stein disappeared, and we do not know what's occurred with him. Um, Steintech was left in a will, a living will, by Thaddeus Miles Stein to his working partner, Professor Eric Runstrom. And since then, Runstrom has taken it over, rebranded it, and tried to popularize himself with the public and with the other companies by renaming it Runstrom Industries and trying to push towards a more friendly face for the company. Not so much kidnapping, experimenting, and injecting things, uh, but helping to get everybody to where they need to be in their lives so they have an easier life, a more fulfilling life. Um, so that's currently what's going on. Now, each of the, co the corporations run their own secret police forces. Uh, since the government's not there to state-sanction uh, policemen, the corporations do so. So they run many of the facets of life that we would depend on. Firemen, uh, construction workers, uh, police force, things of that nature, military-type actions, are all run through the corporations. Now, Rundstrom Industries has its own police force, and within that, it also keeps one particular investigator on retainer at all times. Um, it keeps that detective ready and willing to be applied uh, to any scenario needed for um, him to put his attention to. Now, where we open our scene, I'll actually open up uh, this is going to be in a Skyrise apartment building. Now, hundreds upon hundreds of people live in one building alone. As just imagine these apartments are stacked on top of each other. Smaller cubicles because you don't need as much stuff, but you have everything that you need within that cubicle space that you have. Um, so I'm going to open it up in a small derelict apartment. Uh, now... Everything's high-tech, everything's advanced, but at the same time, it all depends on the person and how well they keep up their living space. So, just imagine that it's night, it's dark, it's storming outside, um, and there's a lot of uh, chaos in the air, is what it feels like. And inside this apartment, you hear the anguished screams of one man. And what you see there is a more muscular, uh, superior-looking male specimen with gray stripes in his hair, and uh, he wakes up from a night terror. Uh, and that man is Detective James McTavish. Now, if you want to, you can tell us a little bit about what may have been causing your night terrors. So he's been having night terrors about Stein about his uh, previous experiments on him and stuff like that and just how he played with his life mm -hmm. and whatnot, um, his loss of his children and everything. And maybe even his own regrets. Yeah, and his regrets as well. Okay. 
So as the detective wakes up, um, I'm assuming that he's probably going to pour himself a shot or drink straight out of the bottle. What kind of a guy is the detective? He's a little bit more well refined, so he'll just pour himself a shot. And Okay. So as he's uh, sipping on his, uh, his morning brunch or whatever you want to call it, his midnight snack, um, the tele-device, uh, more like a communication device, but definitely uh, peers across the wall, all right? So it's not even just like a, it's not even looks like a monitor, but the wall itself is like a monitor. So it reshapes to show that there is a video call coming through straight from the company that you work for. It just says like Runestrom Industries, and it's got like a little, a little uh, bell chime that rings. Ding dong ding, Runestrom. Ding dong ding, Runestrom. Very soothing. Yeah, of course. It is 11 p.m. Runestrom Industries is calling you. Well, at least they didn't wake me up this time. I got to answer the call. And as you do, uh, you hear the soothing voice of the artificial intelligence system. Detective McTavish, you have been requested. Your presence is necessary at Roomstrom Industries post-haste. Report directly to the director's office. Copy that. I hang up. Man, it's glitching again. All right, so I get into his outfit and, or his uniform, excuse me. Go down the stairs. Well, not the stairs, the elevator. That's 100 floors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might, I, I, I mean, wouldn't walk downstairs. He does downstairs. have superpowers. Yeah. That's how he gets his workout. Go down the <laughs> stairs. You're an hour late. I went, I took the stairs. <laughs> look at my quads. <laughs> 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 no, no, you have to have a slinky, though, with you. He right? stands and flexes his calf with that. <laughs> Check this out. Those are real. All right, now, as you get to the parking garage, you would actually find that you have a hovercraft of your own. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a, it's not quite a car. Uh, don't, don't imagine it like the DeLorean or anything like that. This is actually more like a motorcycle. It's a hover mm -hmm. cycle. So that's yours. It's your personal use. And you would, you know, start it up and fly right over to Runestrom Industries. Now, imagine that the largest building in all Valoria stands right in the center of the city. It's right in the middle of the city. And that building towers in the distance as he's flying towards it. And in bright lit neon letters on the side of the building, you see Runestrom Industries scrolling down the building. I mean, this guy has put forth a lot of effort and money to let people know his presence in the city and the importance that his company holds for the city. Um, and as you're flying up to it, you would go directly to the top floor. That would mm -hmm. be where your landing pad is, and it would also lead you directly into the director's office. And as you're welcomed in there, the I mean, the door's open for you. It scans your badge. It knows who you are, lets you into the main office, and you go straight in. Um, and, of course, you hear strange music playing in the lobby. Mm -hmm. um, there are people waiting, a uh, secretary just sitting there with her phone, and like as she scrolls through it, uh, it plays things randomly. And she just could, she couldn't seem bothered to even notice your presence. She's just like sitting there like playing with her nails and- And threw a pencil at me. 
so, of course, you're welcome straight into the director's office. The officers are having a pencil war, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> we both missed. <laughs> so she can't get out of the Viking Age, but the rest of us will. Um, but as you go straight into the director's office, uh, you see him sitting behind the desk, and he seems... To, there's a light coming from his desk. It's the monitor lighting up his face. You see somebody, he's probably about 5'10", 5'11", medium frame man. Got like a dark sandy blonde hair. It's lighter on top, seems to be receding back. He's got the big bifocals on and he's trying to read and work on whatever he's got going on. Um, what would be a three piece suit, but the jacket thrown over the back of his chair. I reach inside my trench coat and grab the emergency coffee. You brought coffee in your coat? Huh? Yeah, coffee. it's in a pouch. Oh, well, like like a juice pouch? It's like Via. Yeah. Via. It's like dehydrated coffee. Yeah, it's just the powder. You just <laughs> just add water. Oh, no, it's like a Capri Sun, but cold brew. Oh, a cold brew coffee. Ooh, yeah. Okay. What a great idea. Goes, um, so, yeah, you're sitting there sipping on your coffee. He continues to work. You're cold? Oh, oh. D detective. Yes, yes, it is... It is very good to see you. Your your presence is of utmost necessity. I have something of high importance that needs to be tended to post haste. There's there's been an incident, uh, an incident of we. It's just not. It's not good, detective. I don't. I don't know if I can stress this enough that it's just, it's bad. It's very, very bad. She was always so beautiful. I just, I don't know. It's good that you're here. Yes, yes, hold on one second. And he continues to tippity-tap on the computer right in front of him, working away. I wanna roll and see if I can see, like from his uh, reflection of his glasses to see what he's working on. Sure, okay. So you would roll for your perception on that and get, I mean, I'll set you at 20 on that. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Me. You can tell that whatever it is, is on the computer and it's lighting up his glasses, but they're mm -hmm. bifocals. It's like weird upside down images as you're trying to like, so no. that'd be pretty hard to do. Oh yeah. So... Who is she? Who's... Oh, oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. forgive me. Yes, have a seat. I, uh, hold on one second. He pushes a button on his desk and uh, activates the AI system for his office. Solaris, please, if you could have some more coffee sent to the office. I know the detective likes to live upon coffee. I... I will get you coffee. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. Um, <laughs> she was very important to many people. Dr. Kayla McKenzie was one of my oldest friends, and she had been quite taken with Dr. Raphael Gregor. I had heard years ago that they had even married and held residence in one of the apartments here in this city. It's just, it's such a tragedy. And I've already told the rest of the police workers that they are not to touch the scene at all. They are allowing you to see it firsthand as it was 
when it was discovered. Has Raphael been told? I sent him, this is all my fault really, I think, maybe, I don't know. If you look at it at a certain lens, I told Raphael, you see, we're running uh, a certain kind of ambassador mission with Earth Prime that we found over a decade ago. And as commerce and it's just always best if you show your best face. And Raphael was always so charming and smart and good looking. And you want these people to believe that all of us are the face of the person we send. So I sent him away. But if I hadn't, maybe he would have been there. This is my fault. It must be. Hmm. The apartment. I've sent the GPS through to your PDA. And it will let you know exactly where the apartment is and any access codes you will need. But we must get this tended to before the good doctor returns. It is one thing for a man to feel rage. It is another thing to feel rage and feel that no one has done anything about it. He is family to us. We tend things. All right, I'll go. All right. And uh, the woman on her cell phone walks in with a coffee and like kind of snaps at you. You wanted this. I just cold eye stared and walked past and knocked the coffee down. So rude. Rude. All right, whatever. I didn't even want, I don't clean it up. It's not my job. She goes and sits back down at her desk. All right, so you'd go back to your hover cycle and continue over to the apartment complex. This is one of the most upscale high rises that they have in the city. And Raphael was actually granted the penthouse suite in this apartment complex. Hmm. I am going to start investigating. All right, so go ahead and make some rolls. Um, tell me what it is that you're looking for first as you walk in, and I'll give you the difficulty rating on it. Well, I mean, as I said, they haven't touched the scene, so anything that would have been there is there. Where would you, as a detective, want to start? Well, first, I would want to see whoever got in to see where they broke in. Okay. So, yeah, just uh, five. Yeah. Okay, so you can tell that there are actually some strange markings on the doors uh, from entry level. So, as you land on the roof, you would see that you only go down this little flight of stairs, and then there's like an aviary almost that Dr. Raphael keeps for himself. But those doors actually seem to have several deep ingrained claw markings into them. But slashes, almost like somebody used a weapon or uh, a crowbar or something of that nature, but it's definitely slashed at the door in several different places and then forcibly opened to the point to where the door itself is bent and misaligned. So whatever did this would have been done with extreme strength and power. All right, so I just kind of take pictures of everything and then move forward to see, look for areas of struggle. Okay. I would think that his perceptions really high. Okay, yeah. 
All right, so you at this point actually see signs of a struggle. You can see uh, what appears to be strange foliage on the ground as if maybe they knocked into a plant and it was knocked over. So there's like leaves and plant debris on the ground. Um, and you can see blood and residue, almost like a muddy sludge type residue on the ground and drag marks towards another room. All right, so I'm gonna take samples. Okay, definitely. And put them in a pouch. And in my utility belt. One must always have a utility belt yes. if they're gonna be a detective. Yes. <laughs> it's a multi fanny pack. If a fanny pack had multiple fannies. What? <laughs> fannies everywhere. Oh, packs, yes, yes. Not it's a fannies. <laughs> it's a high-tech fanny pack. It is actually a, uh, the production brand of the belt is Liefeld. <laughs> There's pouches inside the pouches. He made the pouch. Anyway, um, I digress. So I'm going to follow the trail okay. to see where the... the so spelling. this goes back into the, the, the resting area, the bedroom of the apartment suite. And as you enter that room, um, the thunder strikes outside. As it does, it lights up the apartment complex. Because like I said, this is like an aviary. It's got windows everywhere. It lets in a lot of ambient light. And as that thunder claps, you can see the entire room lit up. And what you see before you is shocking and horrible. As there is a woman almost crucified before you. And she has a strange plant-like growth all over and through her body and embedded into her chest is this shining blade of sorts. I would have Raphael's number, right? Uh, he's off world at the moment mm -hmm. and on a mission of top secret nature. So he's, he's not accessible at the moment. Okay. I'm still going to send him a message for when he gets back because he needs to hear from a friend first. Okay. Not a picture message, though, right? New. No. Okay. no. And it was, now I'm going to take a selfie. <laughs> no, this is not Valos. More bound. Yeah. That's can't, I can't imagine Detective McTavish. Hey, look! So, okay. You no, send him a message, and we'll see if that gets yeah. through to him. No, I sent him a message saying, um, your wife has been murdered. I want to find out who did it. Whoa, what? My wife? Like, you don't just drop that news on him, man. <laughs> He's cold, man. Oh, by that's the way, cold. your wife is dead. Like, I've got, I've got something I need to talk to you about, maybe? Or, no, that's fine. Here, your wife's dead. I'm going to get him over the here. Off. Just... Yeah. All right. <laughs> or like James um, Bond at the end of like the first novel. So what novel. would you do with the rest of the I can't scene? say it, what he said. That's the scene. Um, well, I see the knife that's stabbed into her. The Should blade I... of sorts. Yeah, the blade of sorts. So I carefully take out a glove mm -hmm. and grab it and put it into a bag okay so as you pull it out you actually notice that it looks like a, a feather the blade itself actually looks like a feather that's pretty cool made of intense steel um, Ooh, something intense. that you would have seen before because it resembles the wings that Raphael wears when he goes under the persona of the watcher that's gonna be an awkward thing yeah, bro, I know. I killed her. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, I grabbed that. I put it in the pouch to 
or put it in the baggie and put it in the pouch, and I'm going to analyze it to make sure to see if it matches his DNA or not. Okay. And, of course, the other strange thing to you is the plant-like growth because not a whole lot of natural parks or plants around here and definitely not plants that consume people. Oh, yeah, no, like I'm taking samples of all that stuff. Okay, so scraping it all off and everything. All right, so that's what you have here in this apartment so far. Um, you may need to get somewhere where you can analyze that stuff. I'm going to head back to the... your office. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go ahead and fast track you there and get you on the computer system. So I'm going to go ahead and set you at a difficulty rating of 15 for analyzing the residues, the blood. Um, now, as far as like any kind of fingerprints on the blade and the plant residue, that's going to be set at a 20. Okay. So whatever you want to analyze first. I'm trying to analyze the fingerprints. And that's going to go off intelligence. So and whatever detective skill that you might have. Investigation or detective. Oh, I roll advantage. Duh. And now you know. So that's at least 25% of the battle. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah, I got it. All right. So uh, you do look at it, and it does have several different trace signatures of fingerprints smudged and aged. Uh, but they are Raphael's fingerprints, partials. I'm going to check to see the what the biomatter is of the plants. The plants? Okay. So that's set at the 20th still. <laughs> no. That one I don't get, I don't think. Uh, wait, hold on. No, I don't get it. So as you run it through the system, it comes up with a negative search result. Nothing matches this within the stored files that they have on any biomatter on the planet. Well, this thing's not from here. Maybe I shouldn't have smacked the coffee out of that lady's <laughs> hands. Could have used that right now. I wouldn't try calling her again. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So you've analyzed the blade. It does have partial signatures of Raphael's fingerprints, and you cannot recognize the plant substance. So you have also still have the sludge that was on the floor and the blood residues. I'm going to try and um, do the blood residue as well. That was set at a 15. Oh, yeah, I got that. Uh, wait, hold on. No, I did not get the blood residue, I don't think. No. Okay, so what blood you found, obviously part of it does ping up as a signature of Dr. Kayla McKenzie's blood type. Um, the other, something else mixed in, again, it's, it's not on file. It's nothing in the system for it. Right. I'm going to try the sludge now. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, so with this sludge stuff that you found, um, you can tell that it's several different components factored together. Okay, so there seems to be some mechanical grease in it, and also some mildews and some fungus in it. Uh, now, all of that traces back to the old systems below the city. Uh, you know that the oils are from the underworkings of the city, uh, the gears and machines that work down there. You also know that the mildew and the spores and the filth that builds up down there is trace residue that you found in this sludge. 
So that's something that they usually tend to, all the 4-2 unit, units actually keep the from, from ground level up very clean, spick and span. You wouldn't find anything like this. But the old inner workings of the city, things that they have left behind and forgotten about because they aren't important, uh, that is what this mildew traces back to. I'm going to contact uh, Rundstrom's EPA office mm -hmm. and send them the samples and saying, hey, um, I'm going to need this. I'm going to need you all to check this out. So catalog it and yeah, investigate. Catalog it. Yeah, catalog and investigate this. Okay. Uh, there seems to be something going on underneath the city that was found at the crime scene. Okay. And I'm also going to send them uh, the samples of the plant as well, or to a chemist, just to see if they can find out what in the world this is. Okay. They will work on it. Mm -hmm. It probably won't be a, a fast track thing. Um, oh, yeah, no. It's going to take them time to do that, so your plan of action would come up after that. So I'm going to go grab a couple of NPCs and go down and check it out. Okay. So uh, you take a few guards with you, I guess? Yeah, I was going to take a couple of police officers with me. All right. Uh, so you call on the comm mm -hmm. and two guards radio back to you. Uh, one male, one female. Uh, Officer Thornton. And then also Officer Ruiz. Ruiz, okay. Yeah, they meet up with you, and um, they go down with you. So you all get to the base level of the city, uh, the street level. And, of course, after you come out of the main building and you enter street level, what you see around you is an inundation of electronics, advertisements, uh, holographic billboards, anything and everything you could ever think of is being shoved in your face at all times when you're walking it on street level so i mean like women giggling come over here see this uh something telling you that the newest best technological advancement could be yours installed into your biology today uh get the newest nanotech as we introduce the the wave of the future and of course you see many different 4-2 units just flying about carrying on about their business Repairing windows, cleaning sides of buildings. Something catches the detective's eye, and he has to go buy it. Falcoria Fighters 5. That's actually the best game that they've released on the, the new wave of VR system. It's the, the um, Valos reality system, and I hear it's amazing. It's gotten rave reviews. Guess, five out of five stars. Did you say VR Valos reality? Yeah, Valos yeah, reality. Yeah. He goes and buys that and looks on the back cover. It's the one with Fulgrim. That's what I wanted. Yeah. He's actually the champion of the game. He's the hardest one to beat. He rips all of his opponents in half. Oh, it's like the end of Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right. So you got that. You just go ahead and put that in one of your pockets. pockets. You don't have that many pockets, just a few. <laughs> just huh? Oh, I, ha I have a lot. How well, deep, but like in the pockets? code, it's like... Oh, in the code, it's just yeah, a couple of pockets. It's just like four pockets yeah, at no. most. One for your cell phone that. device, one for your video game, one for your wallet. Mm -hmm. yeah, one for his coffee. Your coffee, pouches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he yeah. has multiple fanny packs. He has tons of fanny packs, but that's... Yeah. It's a utility belt, but... Yeah, I have a lot of useful things in there. 
Now, you also see lots of people running around. It's my MacGuffin You notice house. that some of them, are, they seem like they're ready and going to work. They are working class people wearing your base level uniform, something that we would compare to like wearing just like a button up and utility pants. Uh, you see that almost everybody that's walking around you has cybernetic enhancements. Um, some people may have a hand replaced, some people may have an eye, some people, it just depends on the person. But many of them are cybernetically enhanced and a lot of them seem to be going with purpose. They're going somewhere, they're doing something. Um, you don't see anybody with missing arms, but you do see a lot of people with repaired bodies. And then you see a lot of people who seem to be homeless. Uh, they are definitely dirtier. They do seem a little bit more jittery. Uh, some of them do have cybernetics as well, but they seem like jitterily like they need a fix of some sort. They need something um, very deranged in appearance. This is, this is the scenery as you walk through the dark night of Aloria City. I'm going to instruct the officers, uh, we're going to go below the city. All right. So you walk to one of the utility ports into the lower grounds. Um, it's access only. Of course, you have the badge that allows you access. So it scans and it opens up, uh, just slides some of the ground back. And as it does, there's just a kind of a lift plate that you and the other two officers stand on. And it lowers you down at an angle. So you're going down at a 45 degree angle. And then as of course, as you've entered enough the the plate above your head closes again all right officers weapons ready all right so they definitely pull out their pistols and they are ready and really willing to help you in any way that they can 